but uh, been working on this for over a week. The Lord dropped this heart, thought in my heart, and uh, I believe it's going to bless somebody. It's going to help somebody. I simply entitled this tonight, A Lively Hope. Lively Hope. Hallelujah. This world needs hope right now. It needs it real bad. This thing's a rocking and rolling, and it's heading towards the it's heading towards the book of Revelations real quick. Hallelujah. And I I'm going to read one scripture and let you be seated. Ecclesiastic nine and four. You just have to bear with me. I'm more of a teacher than a preacher. The only time you can tell the difference is I use a few less scriptures. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastic 9 and 4 says, For him that is joined unto all of all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. I have never heard a sermon preached on this scripture or text, and I have never preached on it myself of a text. But we're going to ask Pastor to pray. Shake somebody's hand before you're seated. Tell them how glad you are that they're here. We're kind of shifting directions in the in the service right now, and so as I was studying this. And I was studying on a different set of scriptures, which later on I'll use also. But the Lord just dropped this in my heart and said, it's a lot better to be a live dog than a dead lion. And I thought, well, you know, I like dogs. I got a, my wife's got a dog, and, and uh, we, we, we like the little puppy, you know. But I don't necessarily compare it a dog to a lion. And uh, it says in Proverbs 30 and 30, it says, uh, a lion which is the strongest among beasts and turneth away from, not away from any. Hallelujah. So a lion, you know a lion's, everybody that's had any experience seeing a lion or seeing a picture of a lion or a, a video of a lion, you you know there's nothing to be messed with. Matter of fact, I heard a story, and I'm sure it was made up, but I really liked it. Said there was a lion one day, he's getting a little proud, a little cocky, and he uh, walking through the, the jungle, and he grabbed a zebra, and he grabbed him by the nap of the neck, said, who's the king of the beasts? So you are, old lion, you're the king. And so he did this to two or three other animals till he got to the, to the elephant. And he got the elephant, and 
and said, that, who, who's the king of the beast? And the elephant just took his trunk and he grabbed it out and, and he hit him this way and that way and against that boulder against that tree. And we got all done. The lion said, well, you didn't know the answer. You didn't have to get so upset. <laughs> so lions are really nothing to be messed with unless you got a gun or something. Lion's strong. But a lion has its limits. And a dead lion, that is the max of the limit. Hallelujah. There's a story in the Bible about a man named Samson. And he went down uh, to get him a wife in a place called Timnah. And so he, he went down there. And on the way down there, the Bible says a lion roared against him. And the Bible said the Spirit of God came on him. And he tore that lion like it would just a, a little lamb. He just tore it and killed it with his bare hands. That's pretty cool. Can I tell you, it's the will of God for you to destroy the lions in your life. Hallelujah. It was the will of God for Samson to destroy that lion, and it's the will of God for you to be able to destroy the lions in your own life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, see, the devil, he tries to act like a lion. He's not a lion. But the Bible says in First Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. But can I tell you, Satan is a dead being walking. He's already been defeated. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And it's a lot worse what happened to him than happened that the elephant did to the lion. When Jesus Christ came down and took the keys to death and hell and took them right out of his hands and, his, and defeated him. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't be fooled by a dead lion. Dead lions cannot do anything, but they stir danger. You see, after time, Samson went back down to Timnah and he decided to check out this dead lion. And in this dead lion, there was a, there was a, a swarm of bees that had got in there and had made a bunch of honey. And Samson reached in there. He took out some of that, that, that sweetness and he walked on and he was eating that. Hallelujah. And he gave some to his mom and some to his dad and went on eating it. Well, see, the old lion, the old devil, he is defeated, but that doesn't stop him. Even though the devil's defeated and doesn't have the keys to death and hell, he still has the ability to lie. And what he will try to do is he'll try to tell you there's sweetness in some of the things, that the pleasures of this life. Hallelujah. So there was sweetness that did come out of a lion. But Hebrews 11, 25 says, Rather, this is what, this is talking about Moses. He rather suffered the afflictions of the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I'm not going to stand here tonight and tell you there's not pleasure in sin. I can't do that. 
when I teach the alcohol and drug classes, I, I don't tell them that there's not pleasure in some of the habits they do because there is a momentary pleasure. There is a forgetting about what's going on right now in their life. There is a, there, there is a euphoric feeling of the flesh that comes upon people. And so for a little while, they can get away from their troubles, their depressions, their other things. And, and so there's a sweetness from the old lion. But the problem is that momentary escape doesn't last long. And most times something else happens. They get picked up with a DUI or they get uh, busted with drugs or they, they get uh, something else happening. And there's that sweetness from the lion was a lie all the time. Right. Hallelujah. But can I tell you, there's hope. Hallelujah. You don't have to listen to the old lion. Hallelujah. You don't have to get to that old sweetness. Uh, there is hope, uh, and it's a live hope. Uh, so even a live dog is better than a dead lion. Hallelujah. And if you're living today, you have hope. Hallelujah. There's hope for you. There's hope for me. Hallelujah. There's hope for everyone. Hallelujah. If the lungs are living. Hallelujah. Even though... Uh, on your worst day, there's still hope. Hallelujah. When you're completely messed up, there's still hope. Uh, hallelujah. If you're in the hardest trial of your life and, 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 and the, you, the rocks and boulders of life you're trying to climb over, even if you've totally maybe backslid, there's still hope as long as you're living and breathing. God is merciful. Hallelujah. And he will help you if you call on him. Our pastor just preached here about the potter's wheel. And no matter how marred you get, God can remake you. Hallelujah. Praise God. No matter, hallelujah, if you're living in the hog pen, just like the prodigal was doing and eating their food, and you spend all your inheritance upon riotous living, there's still hope. And there's still a place of for you in the house of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I love the fact when he came back, he didn't put him in the, in, in the outhouse or didn't put him over there with the servants. He, he put him in the house where the, uh, where the father was at. Hallelujah. There was room for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hope for a dead tree. Job 14 and 7 says, There is hope of a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that tender branches thereof shall not cease. Though the root be thereof wax old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground. Hallelujah. Praise God. And yea, though through a scent of water, it shall bud and bring forth, hallelujah, boughs like a plant, hallelujah. Think about it, a dead, dry, you cut it down. You didn't just cut it down, you, you took the stump out. And all that was left was a root in the ground. And the Bible says, yet God has the ability to make that thing come back alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. It don't matter the situation you find yourself in tonight. It doesn't matter how bad that the, the, the world has beat you up. There is a God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That can restore you. And give back to you life. Hallelujah. And not just life. But life 
abundantly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell you about this hope. First Peter tells us it's a lively hope. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again to a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. My title today is There is a Lively Hope. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a lively hope, but we've got to lay hold on that lively hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you see that Jesus would, uh, if he had just died and didn't raise again, it wouldn't be a lively hope. No, no. It'd be hope, but it wouldn't be a lively one. But it was the resurrection for the dead. When he got up out of that grave, hallelujah, there became a lively hope, a living hope. Hallelujah. A hope that cannot be altered. A hope that uh, is just... Not something just to make it just a little easier in your life. Hallelujah. No, it was a hope. It's hope for a long life, even on this earth and on beyond. A hope that goes beyond this life. Hallelujah. John, First uh, John 2 and 25 says, And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Hallelujah. Now, most of you all know that, the scriptures and things like that. And you're saying, okay, Brother Dylan, I've heard that. I've heard that all my life. I believe that. I don't know why you're preaching something like this. The reason we're here is because we believe there's an eternal life. And we want it. And we're heading that way. And we're going to get it. Hallelujah. That's why we're here. But Brother Dylan, why, why are you pre preaching about this? Well, there was something else that God began to show me this week that I wanted to share with you. This hope goes beyond just our souls being saved. It goes beyond just going to heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, that's the apex, but it goes beyond that. There's more to hope than just living for eternity. Hallelujah. We know that our souls are being saved because we were begotten, hallelujah, by uh, the gospel into the kingdom of God. Peter said, God has begotten us unto a lively hope. <laughs> we are born into that lively hope, <laughs> hallelujah, by the new birth. Begotten into, it means to be born into it. <laughs> the Bible plainly teaches that those who have obeyed the word of God, hallelujah, are born again, <laughs> you got to obey the word of God. Jesus said a person must be born again of the water and the spirit or he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What a wonderful concept to be born into the kingdom of God. What a wonderful concept. Hallelujah. Praise God. First Peter 1 and 23 says being born again. Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. When you heard the word of God and you obeyed the word of God, there was a birth that took place and you joined a family, a heavenly family, and you became part of the kingdom of God. You became heirs with Jesus Christ and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There had to be a birth to be born, and that's what happened. The word of God was the seed that went into your soul, and you believed it and obeyed it, and there was a process that happened. Hallelujah and you are born into the kingdom. Beloved, now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be but we, shall, we know that when he shall appear 
we shall be like him. Hallelujah. For we shall see him as he is. Oh, it's wonderful to know that we're going to be different. We're going to be like him when he comes. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in the third verse, and every man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. You see, there's the hope. There's the lively hope. I'm hoping to be like him. When those eastern skies split, hallelujah, there there has to be a quick work maybe in me because I probably got a lot of stuff yet he needs to work on. But hallelujah, when he splits those skies, I'm going to be like him and I'm going to see him as he is. Hallelujah, because I'm a son of God and you are a son of God. Hallelujah, if you have obeyed, hallelujah, him. So there is hope. There's a hope of sonship. Hallelujah. There's a hope of being a joint heir with Jesus Christ. This hope those goes beyond just being a son of God. It goes beyond just going to heaven. Hallelujah. There's a, it, it, a, it's a hope that goes beyond just eternal life. You see, there's another part of us that you may have not really thought about. The word of God says not only are we born into the kingdom of God, but we are also adopted into the kingdom of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. How can you be both born and adopted? <laughs> Either you're born or you're adopted. You're not one or the you're not the, the same. You have to have be one or the other. If you have a natural family, you have a birth that's born in. You don't go and adopt somebody that's already born. But the Bible says that we are adopted also. Hallelujah. So how in the world does that be? Well, Romans 8 and 15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Oh, I like that. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Hallelujah. I've been adopted into that family. But whoa, wait a minute. I was also born into that family. Hallelujah. Now that's something to make you scratch your head. Hallelujah. But you see, there's two parts of us that you might not have really thought about. Hallelujah. And this lively hope goes to this other part also. You see, we have a soul that was dead in trespasses and sin. And when we believe the gospel, we were born into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. By the word of God and by being obedient. Hallelujah. But there's one more part of us, and thank God he didn't leave us out. Oh, there's another part of me. It needs so much help. Hallelujah. It, has, it gives me so much problems. Hallelujah. This lively hope includes an earnest expectation. Romans 8, 19 to 21 says, For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestations of the sons of God. For the creature itself was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him that subjected the same in hope. Because the creature, that's this human body, the creature also shall be delivered. You may have not ever thought about that, but this old body, this old enmity against God, this old self-willed thing that, that hangs around my neck and your neck like an albatross. The Bible said one, the expectation of this lively hope is one day this body is going to be changed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
That's what is adopted. It's this creature that's adopted because it wasn't born into the kingdom. It had to be adopted into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend, what a hope that this vile body will be delivered. Maybe your old flesh is selling fine and you don't have any problems, but this old flesh here is like a leaky ship on the ocean of life. And the bilge pumps are only working about halfway. Hallelujah. And the waves crash over the top of my ship uh, from time to time and I get rocked and rolled and hallelujah uh, one day I have hope uh, I have a lively hope uh, that this whole flesh uh, is going to be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye hallelujah the flesh is contrary to God it causes me to mess up the creature itself our body that God created. I have an expectation that my body's going to be delivered. Oh, I don't know if that has really sunk in yet, but how sweet that is. That this old flesh that made so many mistakes and has so many scars and has so many records in my mind about all the sins I've done in the past and all the things that God delivered me from, all those things, hallelujah, are going to be changed. Hallelujah. I'll have a new body, yes. Romans 8 and 23 says, not only they, this is Paul saying on this same subject, on just the next verse down, just seven verses down, not only they, but ourselves. Paul said, myself, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even I, even we, ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to with the redemption of my body. I can't wait. That my body can be redeemed. Hallelujah. It can have a redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In just seven verses down it says, For we are saved by hope. Hallelujah. But hope which is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope? Yes, you see, this hope was given to us because we got a long journey to go between the cradle and the grave. And as you're going through there, you got to have something to keep you going. And what keeps you going is the hope. You're saved by hope because you hang on to the hope. And you keep hanging on to the hope. Hallelujah. And you get down and you get... You get discouraged or whatever. You reach up and you hear a sermon. The pastor preaches. Somebody preaches. You read your word. And then all of a sudden the hope. There it is. And you grab a hold of it again. One day I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free not just my spirit. I'm not going to just be free in my soul. I'm going to be free in this body. This body is going to be redeemed. Hallelujah. I will be, whoa. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. God, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, I don't know if you've ever thought of that, I've preached a lot of sermons, hundreds, maybe thousands of sermons, I've heard more than 10,000 or more sermons, I've never heard somebody begin to explain to me that my body itself is going to be redeemed, hallelujah, hallelujah, but you say, well, Brother Dylan, we're going to be changed, it won't be the same body, well, okay, you can say that, but let me tell you this. Jesus had a new body, a body that would live forever. But did he still not have nail prints in his hands? And is there not still a hole in his side? 
And I believe if you could pull his shirt off, you could see that there's still stripes on his back. I don't understand all about it, but I do know that Job says, in my flesh I shall see him. In the latter day, I will stand on this earth and I'll see him. With my own eyes, I'm going to see him. Hallelujah. What a hope. What a hope. What a lively hope. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a lively hope. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. It brings tears to my eyes and I can't see. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your body will be changed. Yes. Hallelujah. For this corruption must put on incorruption. 1 Corinthians 15 and 53. And this mortal shall put on immortality. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have a new body. But there's something about this old body that's going to be part of it. Hallelujah. And there's going to be part of me, hallelujah, that got redeemed and adopted into this family. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want this hope, you say. Well, how do I get this hope? Well, the short answer is Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, we shout about that. We're the people of Acts 2, 38. We believe that. We believe that's the plan of God's salvation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But it is true, but that's just the door. Hallelujah. That is just the door. Hallelujah. You just get inside when you're born again. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are new. In other words, you're, you were forgiven and all your sins were taken away. Hallelujah. And when you received the Holy Ghost, Jesus moved in on the inside. Hallelujah. But there's a scripture that says in 1 Timothy 6 and 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, <laughs> whereunto thou art also called and hath professed a good profession before many witnesses. Paul said there, you got to lay hold on it. It don't just happen. You got to get a hold of it. Hallelujah. You got to get a hold. Hallelujah. Praise God. You got to lay hold on whatever you want of the promises of God. Peter says, we have a lively hope, full of exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. And that by taking hold of these promises, we become partakers of divine nature. Hallelujah. So how do we get a hold of these things? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I got a little bit more to say here. Let me explain this by using one of the most misunderstood set of scriptures in the entire Bible. Romans 10 and 6. But the righteousness which is by faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend unto heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. and Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth 
and in thy heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. Praise God. Don't think that you or someone else is going to climb up into heaven and bring God down, bring Christ down. And don't think you're going to get down, get somebody or yourself to get down into into the gates of hell or wherever uh, underworld and try to bring Christ up because he ain't there. No. What does it say, though? It says there, the eighth verse, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee. It's near to you, even in your mouth. And in your heart, hallelujah. That is the word of faith. Not talking about salvation of eternity. It's talking about the word of faith. The word of righteousness, hallelujah, faith, hallelujah. It goes on to say, hallelujah. It says it's in your heart. The way you lay hold on it has to be in your heart. Romans 10 and 9 says, If thou wilt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That particular thing is talking about being delivered through this world. It's being talking about being saved as you go. Hallelujah. goes on to say, For with the heart the man believeth to righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So what is laying hold on this? What does it mean to believe? Well, let me explain that to you. You heard someone say you needed to repent. And you believed it. So you laid hold on it by repenting. You heard somebody preach. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And so you believed it. So what did you do? You went to the baptismal tank and you got baptized in the name of Jesus and your sins were removed. And then you heard somebody preach that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost if you repent and get baptized. And you believed it. And so what happened next? You begin to ask God, talk to God, praise God and worship God as all of a sudden the Holy Ghost came. Jesus came to live on the inside of you. You began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave you utterance. That's because you believed. You had it. You had faith. Once you believed, it took faith. Faith got a hold of that promise. And when you got a hold of that promise, it happened. Hallelujah. It's just that simple because the Bible says, Mark 16, 16, he that believeth is baptized. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Believing <laughs> has an action, and that action is I'm holding on. I believe in, I believe in what the, the Word of God says, and so I'm holding on to that. <laughs> Hallelujah. And as you held on, something happened. Praise God. You've got to have more than belief. I can believe I'm a millionaire, but if you look at my bank account, you're going to think I need to go to the funny farm or something. I can believe that I'm Napoleon, but they don't make me Napoleon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I believe I'm a millionaire, I either need to get to work, I need to find somebody with a lot of money that likes me, I need to get alone, 
that uh, they say you don't have to pay back, then I'll be a millionaire. When I say, hallelujah, I believe, hallelujah, I believe Jesus Christ. I believe he rose from the dead, but I'm not going to do anything about it. You hadn't laid hold on nothing. There's nothing you've laid hold on, and you're just fooling yourself. But my friend, this lively hope is free. It don't cost you anything. Hallelujah, but your dirty, rotten sins. Hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. You've got to lay hold on it. Hallelujah. Whew. I, already, I already talked about this. Whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of a divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. And that's Second Peter 1 and 4. All these promises in this book have been given to us. <laughs> Everything, it's all things pertaining to life and godliness. Everything's already in here. It's given to us. And there are exceeding great and precious promises. And by partaking of these, by getting a hold of them, hallelujah, and get them, get them inside you by believing and use faith, you become partakers of divine nature. And that's what happened when you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You believed and you became partakers of divine nature. Hallelujah. And you were born again into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. See, you've already done it. It's not like you're talking to something you haven't already done. Most of you, hallelujah. All right. Sometimes it's, stop, it's time to stop praying about a certain thing and start acting. God had told Moses that he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart and that they were going to chase after him and they were going to try to overtake Israel. But God had already told him, I'm going to get glory on them. I'm going to take care of it. Hallelujah. And so the situation began to happen. And they, the Israelites looked behind them. They saw, they saw horses and chariots. They saw them coming. Hallelujah. And they got afraid. And as they got afraid, they began to complain and grumble. Hallelujah. Oh, we're in trouble. Everything's going to be bad. Hallelujah. They got, they got beside them. So some of them wanted to go back to Egypt. Hallelujah. Moses had a boldness about it, and he said, don't fear. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord's going to fight for you. But it was something about the ring in his voice that might have gave a little bit away because the next scripture said that God scolded Moses. Exodus 14 and 15 said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Why criest thou unto me? Why are you crying to me? I already told you what I'm going to do. He said, get up, speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. Now, wait a minute. Last time I checked, there's still a Red Sea there. There's a mountain here, and there's a mountain range there, and there's Egyptians there. But Moses, being a man of faith, got up. He didn't know how it was going to happen. He just got up. And God gave him the next thing. He said, now take your hand with the rod, put it out over the sea, and divide it. 
No, Moses can't divide it. But he did what God said. And you can't do it either. Hallelujah. But if you do what God says, it'll work every time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why criest thou unto me? Sometimes I believe God says that to, to us. Why are you crying to me? I've already told you. I've already gave you the promise. I always showed you that it'll work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Moses, uh, I done told you what I was about to do. Now get up and tell Israel, go forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes uh, uh, we get to praying about something and God's already gave us the answer. <laughs> but we keep praying about it. The same thing. I made, I made myself a note uh, uh, earlier this uh, month uh, before I got this message. And I said uh, I had a certain situation I've been dealing with. And, and I, I, I just told God, I'm through praying about that. I believe I got the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus said that he gave us the victory. I, the victory that overcometh even our faith. Hallelujah. That's the, that's the victory. Hallelujah. So instead of praying about the situation, I'm praying, oh, I can't wait to see when I got the victory over this. I can't wait when I get into that promised land of this promise. I can't wait till, hallelujah, everything will change. And when the Red Sea opens and, and, and I don't see the Egyptians anymore because they drowned in the sea. Oh, hallelujah. So you may, you may not have, you may not understand it. Sometimes you just need to leave the grumblers and the complainers and, 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 the, and the ones who want to go back to Egypt and let them go and stand up and put your, 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 your stick out over the sea and said, I believe God. It's going to be just like he said it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, praise God. That same word of God that you've already, most of you already obeyed to repent and have been baptized and God filled you with the Holy Ghost. That same word of God says, I am the Lord that healeth all thy diseases. It's the same word. That same word. Not a different word. And you believed it and got the Holy Ghost. You believed it and got baptized and your sins were washed away. You believe you can believe this too. Hallelujah. He's a God that healeth all my diseases. All of them. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not going to tell you that, that God doesn't say sometimes wait. He did to Paul. He said, wait. Uh, I'm going to just, instead of getting you out of this, I'm going to walk in with you. And we're going to walk together in this little problem. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm not God. I can't tell you how God does things. But I can tell you his promises are yay and amen. Hallelujah. To those that believe. It's the key. Hallelujah. The same word says, if you're struggling with something, as we all do, that same word says, whom the Son hath made free is free. You can't get around that. There's no loopholes. There's nothing to change. You just, just got to believe it. 
Uh, devil, you lied to me the last time on this. I'm going to believe what the Word of God says. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. It, it may not look like I'm free. I may not feel 100% in my body, but I'm going to believe what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says it. I'm going to lay hold on it. I'm going to get a hold of it. I'm going to believe it. Hallelujah. And it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, 1 Corinthians, as they come uh, to the... As they come to the instruments tonight, can I tell you 1 Corinthians 13, 13 still in the Bible. Now abideth faith and hope. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere. It's still alive. Hope's still alive. It don't matter the dark days. It don't matter the situation. It don't matter how bad you got beat up. It don't matter how you, much you failed. There's still hope. There's still faith. And they work together. I hope to do better. I want to do right. Paul said it. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He said, I thank God through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. Hallelujah. It's the only way. Hallelujah. Praise God, the only way. Faith and hope abideth. Uh, they, there's a li living, but they're, where are they living? They're living in your heart. What saith it? It's not go to heaven and bring him down or, or go down and bring him up. Uh, the word of faith that we preach is in your heart. You've got to get, begin to believe that God will forgive you of everything. Hallelujah. Problem is sometimes that we come up for prayer and think, and we don't believe that God would forgive because the devil's right there. said, oh, because you remember all this and that. And you did this and you done that. But, and the, but the book says uh, if you repent, the moment you repent, you're forgiven. The moment. Not two weeks later, not next year, not if you've done good enough deeds for the next month or two, but as soon as you repent, I'm so sorry, God. Forgive me, Jesus, for my sins. And he said, yes, it's done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, it's done. Yes, it's done. It's done. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Back to this last scripture here, Romans 10 and 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. Righteousness has a voice and it speaks. It's so neat. Because God being on, God's there, his word, but it's so powerful that that it can speak to you. And it's speaking, the only way you can get righteous is by faith. You're not good enough. You can't do enough good works. No. Hallelujah. No matter how many times you read this Bible all the way through, a hundred times, a thousand times, that don't get it. Hallelujah. That's good to do. Hallelujah. No matter how many hours you spent in church, and I'm not preaching about time in church, 
I've been going there all, all my life since I got saved. I believe in it. I try to be faithful every time the doors are open. But that will not bring me righteousness. It'll help me. It'll encourage me. But what will bring righteousness? Faith speaks on this. Righteousness of faith speaks on this wise. Say not. Who's going to go up there and bring my righteousness down? Or who's going to go here? Or, or who's going to let me have the law and I'm, then I'll be righteous? Or if I give sacrifices of bulls and goats? No. And so what does it say? The righteousness that speaketh on this wise. It's in your heart and in your mouth. And you've got to say, <laughs> I don't have any righteousness of my own. Hallelujah. I can't be good enough to, to make heaven my home. But I know one that can. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And by faith, by believing that, by believing what the word of God says, my I get to have his righteousness into me. And it's now my righteousness. Hallelujah. Not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm worthy, but only because He is. Sometimes we struggle. I try to be the best I can. I've told God a, maybe a thousand times, I wish I was better for you. Maybe I'm talking to somebody here tonight. You struggle, so you try to get... Take care of it by, you know, bucking up and just pulling your own bootstraps up and making it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to do better. I'm, you know why diets don't work? Because you're trying to do it all by yourself. And you mean well. And you promise yourself. And maybe you'll even lose a few pounds. But it comes right back a lot of times. But I'm going to tell you what. When you start getting a hold of this promise that God said, I'm not going to say it's going to make you lose weight. Matter of fact, when I get my new body, I hope it's 75 pounds lighter. Hallelujah. But I know one thing for sure. This book is true. Hallelujah. And if I can believe it, and then I need to confess it with my mouth. I need to say, hey, I believe this word. The Bible says they're saved by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Hallelujah. And that's when you go and you tell somebody, oh, look what God's done for me. Hallelujah. You're confessing it with your mouth because you believe it in your heart. There's something about that. When you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Bible says you shall be saved. Shall be. Future tense. Hallelujah. Praise God. So maybe you've been like me. You've been praying about something. You're praying about it and praying about it and praying about it. And getting a victory and losing a victory and getting a victory and losing a victory. The only way you're going to get out of that cycle is change your thinking and start believing this book. He's my victory. He said, I can live because he lives. Hallelujah. I can be victorious because he said, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall we stand? Hallelujah.
I'm going to open these altars here in just a second.